So I'm amazed that right here in the greater Los Angeles area, region considered on the forefront of radical secularization and church attendance decline, right here we have a radio station that devotes itself 100% to Christmas music. For almost 20 years, KOST 103.5 has been broadcasting Christmas music 24-7. And it started the year after the 9-11 terror attacks. It was a way they wanted to bring good cheer. Their thought was that there's no balm for hearts and minds like the sounds of Christmas around the clock. Now the start date over the years has crept up earlier and earlier and earlier as the years have ticked by. First, you know, around Thanksgiving, and a few days before, and then maybe a week before. But this year, they broke their all-time early start date record. Less than 48 hours after the polls closed on the election, K-O-S-T turned on Christmas. And one of the DJs apparently let slip that they had moved it up explicitly to soothe our post-election nerves. I mean, think about it. Think about the balm, the comfort that they know is in hearing Christmas music. And for the station, year in and year out, this nonstop Christmas music has been a big hit. So it's not all just for balm. Their VP of programming once told the LA Times that Christmas season is KOST's Super Bowl. And I'm definitely part of that Christmas Super Bowl demographic. Uh, every December, KOST kind of nudges out NPR in my little car. But in recent years, I've started noticing that the playlist begun drifting away and further and further away from anything with an explicit reference to Jesus's birth. Even the super well-known ones stopped being in regular rotation like Silent Night or Away in the Manger. It kind of seemed to evaporate. So last year I got so annoyed I started creating my Jesus-centric Christmas playlists at home. And it would only be hymns or overtly <laughs> religious carols. And I got obsessive enough that I separated out the Advent list and the Christmas list and then the choir only list and the pop singer singing them list. But big picture, if we look at the nature of Advent and the nature of Christmas, this separation I was doing and separation we often do between the secular and the religious is probably a false divide. Because deep in the heart of every Christmas song favorite actually is a little gold nugget of truth about the Christian life. Just think about it. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. That's all like sacred longing for wholeness and nostalgia for when love was complete and to make a big leap, a longing for a Garden of Eden. And it's, you know, it's naming an ache of what isn't present. And that's Advent, longing for the fullness of God's love, the love that we know is possible. Or take, uh, I'll be home for Christmas, that longing for the womb of a loving home. And that's a song that was written for soldiers in World War II. And they were separated from the love that fed them and they wanted what I'd call the peace of God. 
which passes all understanding. They wanted that safe community, that safe home. You can even look at like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I mean, talk about upholding the value and dignity of every single one of us and rejecting oppression and how we're all the body of Christ. We all have gifts from our red noses to this extraordinary ability to fly together as one body. Or even Frosty the Snowman. Um, new life springing unexpectedly out of snow with great joy, this jolly old soul amidst life in our frozen world. I mean, Jesus coming into our frozen world, maybe it's resurrection, maybe it should be an Easter, Easter song. I mean, what's your favorite? Deck the halls, anticipation of Christ, Santa baby, I mean, we could even stretch and say that's a song about prayer. You know, give me all these things. It's a fun game looking for that godly tidbit because it really is in the heart of all these songs that made people so good that KOSD devotes now almost two months to playing them round the clock. And it points to one of those core things that God calls us to do which is to name the good news, to sing the good news, and to point to Jesus. And this is part of our identity as Christians and what we're seeing in today's gospel. We see John, who's out in the wilderness, and there are crowds of people flocking to him. And the religious leaders go out, kind of curious, like, what is it? Who, who is he? And they ask him point blank, who are you? And John says clearly, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not a prophet. I'm just calling everyone to make straight the way of the Lord. Make room. Clear the path. And that message alone was so compelling, he developed this huge cast of followers, disciples of John. Yet he's proclaiming, it's not about me. It's the Messiah, Jesus, God. He's here, and you don't see him, and yet he's coming. And he's so much bigger than me. I'm little humble me. I'm not even worthy to tie the thongs on his sandal. In a sense, this is who we all are and who we are all called to be. People who love God. People out in the wilderness of life. Pointing to Jesus. Here he is amongst us, but yet here he is still coming. So let's make room. Let's clear the way. And John isn't mincing words. His song isn't abstracted from the life-giving heartbeat of God in the world. It's a clear and connected song. Not the Messiah. He's coming. Make way. So at this time when these psalms, songs are all about us and filling our hearts and giving us joy, what songs are we singing? What songs about God, about Jesus, and I don't mean just literally singing, but in the big picture of singing, what are we expressing? And how directly are we doing it? It's kind of like, are we offering beautiful bouquet of cut flowers in a vase? Or are we showing the bouquet of flowers that are blooming on a plant plant that's rooted in the sacred ground and, and feeding on God's love. Because both are beautiful. 
but the love, the flowers that will last are the ones that are grounded, that are feeding on the nutrients of love, of healing, of hope. And we as Christians have the gift of knowing that rootedness of love or knowing that the source of God's love and who Jesus is, is in the nitty gritty dirt. We already have the gift of how God has moved in our lives. Even if the only small way you think God has moved in your life is the fact that you're able to attend this service. We already know the promise of the power of God's love, the power of God's love to heal and transform and, and save ourself, both ourselves and the world. And those are songs we can sing. So we know the truth of the most sacred songs of Christmas, the ones where the nugget isn't hidden, the songs that are directly connected to who Jesus is. And so with joy, we can sing with John, you know, prepare ye the way of the Lord, like we heard at the beginning of the service, or with anticipation, Advent anticipation, where all are singing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, every week. And on Christmas, we'll get to rejoice and sing, O come, all ye faithful, joy to the world, hark the herald, and so many other songs dear to our heart. These are the songs, these are the messages we are to proclaim all year long. But for now, in these last weeks of Advent, may the hope and the peace and the joy and the love of this season be our song. Amen. <laughs>